0: Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I am Joel Fragomeni telling you what's going on this week at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan. Great interview coming up with our headliner this weekend, Chris Porter. I'm sure that's why most of you clicked on this anyway, because, you know, Chris Porter and you know how funny he is. And uh, we had a nice interview with him. It's always fun when Chris is in town, when he's at your club. You know, you're going to have a great weekend. You're going to have big crowds. He's a nice guy. He's funny. Memorable things happen, as you'll hear in the interview. We'll set that up more for you in a second. Uh, Five big shows with Chris Porter starting on Thursday, the 23rd at 730, Friday at 715 and 945 and at 7 p.m. and 930 on Saturday. I'm not sure how how, how are the tickets looking? Well, you got to get those Saturday ones quickly. That's what I would tell you. In the, in the opening acts this weekend, Cody Calabra featuring and Gary Madera emceeing a couple of funny local guys. I'm looking at the Saturday tickets and there's a very few available for the early show Saturday. So get on those Chris Porter tickets. If you're listening to this, I don't know what day of the week it is for you. Maybe it's Tuesday night or it's Wednesday morning. If so, you got a shot at Saturday. If not, you're probably having to come on Friday or Thursday, but those are great shows too. And maybe we'll sell out all the shows. Uh, Chris is hot. He's had a bunch of great specials that you can watch. So that's uh, that's our big weekend show. That's the interview you'll hear uh, uh, shortly. Uh, Wednesday, the 22nd, David Neehill God, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's Irish. I don't know enough about Dave to tell you uh, uh, I've never seen him live. I'm looking forward to that show. I'll be there working the door, seating people. So say hi to me if you do come to the show uh, for Dave. But uh, he's Irish. He's gone viral in many different ways with uh, uh, TED Talks and other things, which I watched portions of and enjoyed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, come see what? Well, yeah, I was his, come see Dave. He sold it out. But that is our Wednesday show. Is there a ticket available for Dave? I don't know. You can always call the club at 248-542-9900. See if there's something available. If you're a fan of Dave. Knee Hill. Come out on Wednesday. And the Hip Prov All Stars are doing their show Tuesday night, the 21st. So uh some of you are probably listening and it was already after that. But we had a really nice turnout uh for Hip Prov, I don't know, three months ago when they when they did their first show there for a bunch of funny local people, uh, including a uh, Tam White, who hosts and puts the whole thing together. Uh Jake Russell is the judge. He's a funny dude and uh uh, Jason Jamerson, Haley Zurich, Heather Kyle's, Brett Solferino, they're all competing in this uh, combination music, rap, and improv. And beatboxer Stevie Soul, who was really cool. I, I got to tell you, I was impressed with Stevie. I don't know how you, I'm, I would try to beatbox, i just embarrass myself. That would be it for me they did i would never live down my effort in beatboxing on the comedy castle podcast but if you want to see it done well you can still get tickets for tuesday night at seven thirty. the hip-prov all-stars and here's stevie do his thing and here are the improvers do their thing because it's uh that's a fun show different than stand-up but they it's been doing well for us so let's uh Let's keep that going. And, and one, I think we'll plug the comedy classes before we get into Chris Porter, too, because uh, we've been uh, having a lot of uh, really great students at the advanced comedy class with me. I'm, I'm into week. What have I done now? Three weeks with this current group. Their graduation show is going to be April the 12th. You can come out to that one. I'll be talking more about that as it gets closer. And, of course, if you're brand new to stand-up comedy and never done it, you can do the Beginner Comedy Class Comedy 101 with Bill Bouchard, a fantastic teacher, a hilarious comic. You'll learn a lot from Bill. Go on, learn a lot with me, and do do a show in front of your friends. And um, those, those shows are super fun, too. So, yeah, uh, I'm not sure when the next round of Beginner Classes starts. Um, I know there's some going on right now. My next advanced class is April 29th. Again, call the club 248-542-9900. Find out all about the classes. Find out when the next beginner one is. If you want to sign up and work with me starting on April 29th, if you've got a little experience, you can do that too. Same number. All right, let's talk about Chris Porter. It's fun to do an interview with him. He was on the road. You're not going to hear any of this talk. But he was on the road driving home all night. He said he's very tired, and, and he, he took time out to do this. So we really do appreciate it. Some of the things that we talk about here, well, right off the bat, well, first of all, let me tell you this story. I want to tell you this story before we – and it, it is kind of segues into what first thing you going to hear with Chris this past weekend – Joe DeVito was out, and Joe's a funny comic. Didn't get to interview him, unfortunately, for this show, but Joe comes out. He's doing his late show Saturday. The entire front row is booked. It's a birthday party. Somebody's whatever it was. I don't know if it was a guy's 40th. That was a guy's birthday, Um, but it's the front row. And to a comedian and even to us, the staff at the Comedy Castle, we're a little concerned when the entire front row is one party. We're a little concerned that, hey, maybe this is, you know, these guys are going to get unruly. They're going to think that it's all about them. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. Okay. This front row, let me tell you about the front row. This is late show Saturdays. If you came to the Saturday late show this past week with Joe DeVito, I got to say, if you were in that birthday party, you guys were great. You really made it. Uh, not that it wasn't going to be fun because Joe DeVito's great and, and all that, but. You guys were one of the best groups that that we've seen in there, Um, really into the show, really into what Joe was saying. And and look, here's the thing. If you are in a party, bachelorette party, bachelor party, birthday party, whatever it might be, Christmas party, holiday party, a comedy show is not all about you. You know, we know that you're there. We're grateful that you're coming and spending your time, having some laughs with us supporting live comedy, supporting the comedy castle. That's wonderful. But there's other people there. It's a big club. It seats almost 400 people. Okay. We're sold out. It's Saturday. Yeah. You, you bought the front row. It's 20 people. You can make a day. We've seen groups make it all about themselves. You guys, whoever was there, uh, Saturday, 930, you guys had so much fun. And, and you know, the comic's not always going to talk to you. He's not always going to make it part of your show. But Joe You know, Joe felt comfortable enough because you guys were laughing. This is a lesson that you got to learn if you're coming out and you're part of one of these parties. If you're respectful, if you're laughing, the comic is going to notice and he may want to bring in a little bit. He may want to give you that attention that some of you want. If you're noisy, if you seem like you're going to heckle and make it all about yourself, comic may avoid talking to you. But you guys were laughing, having a great time. I think it was a couple of I believe it was a couple of brothers, maybe right in the front row, a couple of big burly dudes, nice guys. But, you know, a couple of guys you wouldn't want to see angry. You know what I mean? But they were laughing their asses off and it was great. So uh, shout out to those guys. And that's going to dovetail nicely into the Chris Porter interview, because one of the first things we talked to Chris about was about a night at the Comedy Castle where we had a party it wasn't as nice. And you'll hear kind of what happened with them. And and, uh, we still talk about it on the staff. Not that Chris is a a dick, and that's what made it, I think, so funny and and so kind of amazing and memorable, was that Chris isn't a guy that loses his cool all that much. He has sort of that angry persona. And it's part of the comedy. It's part of his edge and what makes him so funny. But to see real anger, not show business, material anger uh, uh, at a group of people who really were ruining it for everybody uh, was very memorable. And we still talk about that to this day. So I do bring that up right off the right off the top there with Chris. Uh, some other stuff we talk about. You know, he talks about heckling and his rules of, of heckling. And uh, we talk a little bit about uh people that have done too much at the show. You know what I mean? A little too much marijuana, some other things. You'll hear some stories about that. He tells us about music and he does some stuff with music that I thought was cool. So it's just a great interview. Oh, he also brings up his, I I brought up his tour with Josh blue. (laughs) We talked a lot about, we had Josh on the show recently and talked about what a, what a character he is. And those two guys were out on the road together for a while. So here's some some funny stories about being on the road with Josh Blue. It's a great interview. Listen to it. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Okay, guys, here's Chris Porter. All right. Well, Chris Porter, a pleasure to have you on the Comedy Castle podcast. Thank you, brother. And, uh, you know, one of our favorite acts that comes in every time we see Chris Porter on the calendar, we go, well, that's going to be a fun week. Oh, that's awesome, man. That makes me feel good. Yeah, it should. I mean, you, you're you you're one of the funniest acts, nicest guys uh, around and uh, all that stuff. I know we were talking a little bit before, but there was one weekend, though. <laughs> and and when, when your name comes up, you know, some of the newer staff that maybe doesn't know you, they'll ask, like, what's Chris Porter's week going to be like? Right? One of the funniest acts you'll ever see. Hilarious, nice guy. You're going to have a great time. You know, nice crowds, the whole thing. But there was one birthday party one weekend. <laughs> it must have been a Saturday <laughs> night. And there's a. We, yeah. have, we have one 12 top table in the club. Yes. It's table 34. It's stage left. So directly to your. I like, you do reach remember out your, this. You reach out your left hand towards the restrooms. There's a 12 top. And a lot of parties booked that. Will you tell me what you remember from that night? <laughs>
1: uh, I just remember. I remember the first two comics being like, oh, there's a table to the left. They won't shut up. Okay. And, and here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> you, know, con- you know, a lot of people, you know, when you show up to a bar and you're a table of 12, you kind of run the roost. Yeah. And uh, I think some people think, well, we're going to the show. It's this weird thing where people are like, let's all get together. We'll go to a theater and we'll talk and catch
0: up. <laughs> right. And, yes.
1: and it was Jeff. It was definitely that vibe. And it was a lot of I'm sure, you know, it was just a lot of people in there yeah. sitting there talking and I've had enough.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you did. It was uh, you went after these people in just from, you know, and it was, you know, it, it was hilarious to us, you know, in a sense, because we, you know, there was never any physical like, you know, threats on either side. But you just no. take his birthday party and Could you? And you know? Could you shut the fuck up, all of you? Get the fuck out! And I think they ended up all even, too. It was. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was, a, which was fine. Yeah, it was. It was better for everybody. Uh,
1: I feel. I feel bad for the stat. You know, I feel bad for the waiter or the <laughs> yeah, waitress oh, sure, at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I probably fucked up a decent tip for him. <laughs> but it's like. But also, it's like, man, you know, there's. 90 to 100 other people here are trying to have a good time wow. and uh, or on a saturday there's probably 250 yeah, more people 300 there.
0: more people there yeah
1: yeah and you're just like hey man this ain't this ain't about you yeah you
0: know? yeah because but I mean, it was it's, it's, it, it, the way you did it was great because we've seen the comic who goes too far you know we've seen the comic goes too far the audience turns on the comic this yeah. was just you, well, you know, saying what the audience was thinking, and so it was just perfect. It was beautiful. It was...
1: Well, I have kind of two rules uh, <laughs> when it comes to that. Uh, first one is I let the audience get mad at him before I say anything.
0: Yeah, yeah and they were, uh, and
1: that, and they were mad at them. And then I, what I try not to do ever is call them names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell them, you know, you know, hey, this is what you're doing. Why don't you? You know, I'll tell them to shut up mm-hmm. till the days till the days <laughs> over, but. I'm not calling anybody a bitch or, you know, a a dumb c word or anything like that. Just because yeah. that's if anything else, I just want to keep the higher ground, mm-hmm. I guess. And right. and also when you start, you never know what name's going to offend the audience. Yeah, so you just yeah. you're just like, hey, Steve, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know.
0: And and it wasn't like, you know, nowadays you go on TikTok and you see, you know, the heckler put down videos and, you know, some of that is just, you know, comics kind of asking for it or, or you know, trying yes. to incite it. This was not that this was not <laughs> this was not, no, you I, know, being clever about it. This was just being like, literally just shut the fuck up. It was. Oh, it was yeah, it was,
1: you know, and also because, you know, by the time I'd been on stage, the 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 staff has come over and said something mm-hmm, the yeah. other comics have said something yeah. so at this point it's like there's no oh i didn't know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: uh, but, but yeah no that that happens It uh doesn't happen quite as no. often as it used to i think i better have a better control of the stage
0: <laughs> well it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't happen it's first of all you never know when it's going to happen because we have sure. big parties every night and i'm not talk, i'm talking like Five, six birthday parties, three, or four bachelorette parties, depending upon what time of the year it is, all in the room at the same time, and you can yeah. have no problems whatsoever. You can have them in the front row and they're no problem um you know, you can have the front row and they're a problem, or if they're in the very back, they'll be a problem, and there's really no way to predict it i think it's I think it's just a lot about who wants to be there and who doesn't want to be there and who wants to just you know who would rather be at a bar getting loud versus listening to somebody you know make them laugh.
1: For sure, and alcohol never yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you know. Luckily, you're in Michigan, where you can just buy weed at a store.
0: <laughs> we do, and uh, <laughs> I think that changed <laughs> the comedy club. But what do you? How do you feel about that? I mean, you play in states. I mean, Colorado and California had it so early, but when we made yeah. the change to recreational, which which actually yeah. was right in the pandemic, like we shut down. And we win recreation like right away. Smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. No, it was literally like the next week. It was it was in the books <laughs> that it was going to happen on this date. And then when COVID hit, it was like, OK, now it's recreational. So when we came back, we would have people just, you know, it changed a little bit. Uh, I think now it's become a little more normal. But we've definitely had yeah. people on edibles, you know, like ladies will do an edible for the first time, come to the show oh. and they cannot handle it.
1: <laughs> no, they you end up having a weekend of burning some out the door. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh yeah, I definitely had that. I'll tell you what I, I had a huge problem, uh, and it's actually excuse me, it's actually uh gonna be a, a bumper for my special, but I was taping my special in Portland and a guy was tripping his balls off on mushrooms mm-hmm. and and sitting in the front row and mushrooms <laughs> are now legal in, in okay. Portland. Yeah. And, and so he's there, and, like, he was fine through the first two openers, but you could tell, like, right when I got on stage, like, <laughs> they really started to kick in. And he just starts laughing his ass <laughs> off at, like, just set up. It's like, hey, I'm Chris. And he's like, ah! And it, it just got to a point where I said something, not funny. And he laughed and I looked over and he's doing that. I mean, I've done my fair share of mushrooms and he's doing that whole like Ray Charles, like, (laughs) like kind of moving around in his chair, you know? And I'm like, Oh, this guy's fucking balls (laughs) to the wall. And I just looked over at him and I go, Hey man. And I, and as a guy that's done a lot of mushrooms, I know this was a dick move, (laughs) but I go, hey man, are you tripping on mushrooms right now? And he just went, nah, I could drive home. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. So yeah. they ended up carrying them out of the uh, out of the thing. So mushrooms were way bad, but uh, weed weed is uh, yeah. You definitely have those moments with the edibles or people that were like, yeah man, I'll just smoke this <laughs> joint that I've never smoked yeah. before and. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I'd, I'd much rather have that. Cause those people usually don't say a word. Yeah. They're just holding on for dear yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, you get too much vodka in somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, I got something to say <laughs> and I want to say it right now.
0: I'm funny too. Let me show you how much. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I, I say it all the
1: time on stage. <laughs> I, I, we have the only live performance where people feel the need to help. <laughs> right. Like no one shows up to a rock show with a guitar and an amplifier.
0: Like I, just in case (laughs) they might need me. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you bring up music. I was going to get into that with you because I listened to this podcast where you're reviewing a, you reviewed a Parliament album. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, Yeah, I listened to that whole thing. That was cool because. Um, and I didn't know how much, what is your actual musical background? You got into it a little bit on there, but I, I didn't, I couldn't,
1: uh, I mean, I've been, you know, my, my uncles were in bands from, you know, ever since I was a kid, I remember going to bars and seeing bands and, uh, you know, so I was always around music. Uh, and then I played drums as a kid. And then at 19, I started doing comedy and at 22, I was on the road Mm Mm-hmm. And so by 22, I was like, well, I can't take these drums into the hotel room. They yeah. get real mad about that. <laughs> so I uh, just stole my dad's guitar and yeah. started playing that. I didn't play. So music's always had a huge uh, grasp on my life. Um, I, I, I say a lot. Everything I am as a comedian is in my failure to be a rock star. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I collect records. I play guitar. I do. Uh, I'm starting to do shows. Uh, one of my best friends is. Zach Myers from the band Shine Down. Okay,
0: yeah, I know, I'm and uh, he,
1: he and I have done a couple of shows. We call it the Campfire Astronauts, where we uh, just tell stories and play music, play songs that we like, and it's really we call it it's like living. It's like hanging out in our living room kind mm-hmm. of for a night, and we've done a couple of those to, and they're going really well. So we're going to do some more this year. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah, music's always been
0: yeah. been a huge part. Well, I know I, Zach Myers has some nice guitars. I know that. The guy played guitar. Those PRS guitars can't those, afford them. But
1: those PRS SEs, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: Good for uh, you, man.
1: Yeah, no, he's, he's a great guy, and, and he, uh, really good friends.
0: So. Yeah, and you were, the, you were uh, I think, the first comic, and I've seen others since. Uh, maybe you've heard, uh, a couple of guys at the club have brought, but had the vinyl record of the comedy album. I think you were oh, the yeah. first guy I saw with that. That was so good. Cool. He was a man from Kansas. Maybe. Am I right about that?
1: Yeah. That was, I got all my specials. Okay. On vinyl. Yeah. I mean, as he, that was a big dream come true for me. was to hear my own voice on a record. Yeah. Uh, And then, uh, and so, yeah, now it's just kind of my thing. They're, they're great merch items. Cause I'd say about 40% of the people that buy them don't own a record player.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. They, <laughs> just,
1: they, get, they get the download card. So they get to mm-hmm. listen. And it's, you know, it's 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 equivalent to like a like a signed headshot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a little more. A little but, more. Uh,
0: but you bring cooler. them to the shows, too, though. Or at least you did. I don't know if you're going to this week. Oh, yeah. But... I sell
1: them after every show. <laughs> uh, and as a matter of fact, for the new special that's coming out in April, uh, the record's going to be really cool. I don't want to give it away. Okay. But, uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, about there's it. a new
0: one. Because I talked to one guy and he goes, ah, they're too heavy to move around. I'm, you can order them. Go to my website. Yeah, I, go, I, go, I get that, but it's still.
1: They're only heavy to get there if you sell enough of
0: them. <laughs> the case is really easy to get back. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, so the, and that's and you know that's just kind of what I tell. I mean, I really only have to drag it from the apartment to the car and from the car into the gate. So yeah. we're fine, right? Uh, but yeah, they are heavy, but still better than you know. I think better than selling t-shirts. I did that in the early parts of my career, and that's. Now all of a sudden you run run an Abercrombie and Fitch, <laughs> and it's just kind of you know it sucks, it sucks you know you're you're working hard enough to try to be a comic, and now you got to worry about having a girl's medium.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, so yeah, I just I gave up <laughs> on that. Records come in one size, take it or leave it. That's it.
0: Yeah, get those records. That's what, I those were big hit. I remember them being a big hit for you. And, uh, I remember Jimmy Pardo sold some, and I'm trying sure to remember.
1: Oh yeah. That, they're, but... they're a great merch. I mean, if you can handle the weight, yeah, uh, it's a great merch, r- merch item right. for sure.
0: Right, I got a couple, uh, these are more standard comedy questions, but I think this is interesting. People who, uh, uh, maybe one of those, what is your, what was your first gig? When did you decide to go on stage? What was the first thing you did? What was the thought? Uh, process was it getting it into- was an
1: open mic night. Uh, so my buddy, uh, one of my best friends in high school, was just one of those guys that he saw a movie, he was that movie for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Like he's when we were in high school, He saw Swingers, <laughs> and all of a sudden he was wearing suits and he knew how to ballroom dance, and I was like, what is happening? So uh, one night he calls me. I was going to Ku, and uh, he goes, uh, I just saw a stand-up comedy movie, and I, I think. And he goes, I'm going to do stand up comedy. <laughs> I go, what? And I go, what? Because growing up in Kansas City, like I didn't know there was a comedy club. Yeah, right. And, and being a stand up comic was like being a NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. Like, what's day one of that journey? <laughs> you know. And so he, you know, it was 1998. So he saw this movie and he calls the. He just pulls out the phone book <laughs> and looks up comedy clubs, yeah. and there was one under there was one, and he called him, and he goes, I want to be a stand up comic. How do I do it? Mm-hmm. And they, t- they told him about open mic, so I went and saw him, and just happened to be sat front row center <laughs> and watched an entire open mic night. And I just remember thinking, because the whole time he's like, "You got to do this. You got to do this." Yeah. And uh, I just remember going, "I'm funnier than half these people. Mm-hmm. I'm not fun. I'm not the funniest person in the yeah. room by any stretch, but I wouldn't embarrass myself if I tried right. this." And uh, a couple weeks later, I got up the balls to finally do it, and uh, and. Now, 25 years later, I'm here talking to you.
0: Well, that's, you know, but, you know, that was the thing back because I started in the 90s, too, late 90s. And um, that was a thing where you had to, like, physically go to the club and sort of talk to somebody to get on the thing. It was sort of not like now with the Internet, it's kind of so easy to find out where it is and how to do it.
1: Oh, man. These comics have it so easy now. Yeah. We used to have to. I mean, I remember driving to. Uh, Omaha to do, mm. you know, driving three hours with a bunch of dudes to yeah. do an open mic yeah. and, and hope that the booker was there. Yeah. yeah. If it, or if not, you had to do well enough that whoever was there would tell the booker. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just, and now you just send them a link? <laughs> fuck off.
0: <laughs> the one thing I've heard, I don't know if you've seen any of this, is the guys who are, they're faking specials. Did you hear about yeah. this? They're green screening no. in, or they're building a little stage in their house, and they're 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 but they're you know piping in crowd reaction to them doing right. like being on a, a real stage, and they're getting booked.
1: I you know it,
0: <laughs> here's the thing though that'll
1: you know that'll come and go yeah because it is only going to take a club getting burned so many times. <laughs> on the DIY specials that they're like, no, we're not like back in the day, like in the early 2000s, late 2000s. They, I remember they stopped taking, uh, tapes from the ice house in Pasadena because that room was so hot that, (laughs) you know, all these unfunny people would go in there and look like they were the funniest thing on the planet. And then they book them and then they weren't (laughs) funny. And then they're like, oh, it's this fucking ice house place where
0: everyone just is in a great mood. It's not that the ice house is a good club or anything. That would never be the reason why the people were doing well. It had (laughs) nothing to do with it. But your shitty place where everyone's dying
1: yeah no it had every so yeah Mm -hmm. it it seemed it brings a bat to me where it's like oh oh sure anyone anyone can win at a home game you got to do the road gigs
0: well that's it's a thing too you know And we encourage it like i teach comedy classes and and bill bouchard another guy teaches classes there and we encourage our students like tape those sets when you're playing to your friends and family and send those out because you're not going to do better than that for quite a while like you'll get You'll get those hot weekend gigs in front of 300 people eventually. But for now, like make these tapes, you know, <laughs> we got we got a guy they can pay a couple bucks to to get a tape. You know, we say like, yeah, you might as well get that one for sure. Yeah. Um, and whether it's sort of a stock question here, what was the last real job you had before you gave it up just to do comedy?
1: So I was a stand uh Well. I was a mall security guard. Oh, really? Okay. I, uh, you know, growing up in high school, all my friends wanted to be cops uh, for some reason. Well, a lot of their dads were cops. Yeah, okay. So uh, I took this job at the mall. First off, it was the rich mall, so the security (laughs) guards drove BMWs.
0: Oh, oh, so you're out in the lot. Yeah, okay. I get it.
1: Yeah, you're out in the lot. You're inside a lot, but Uh I, you know, everyone wanted to be inside. And I, I didn't. I didn't want to be seen at all. <laughs> and uh, so uh, this guy, the guy that ran the security, he just loved what I did and uh, thought it was super cool. So he would just let me come and go as I pleased. Because <laughs> when you are first starting going on the road, you, you know, you'd have like yeah. maybe three weeks in a row here uh-huh. and then a month off because you're just trying to build the calendar. Yeah. And so he was just so great about letting me. I can call him Monday and be like, "Hey man, I got a gig. I'm not yeah. coming in this week," or I can call him and be like, "Hey man, I don't have a gig. Can I come in this week?" Mm-hmm. And either way, he was totally fine. So, oh, so that he was perfect. Yeah, he job was very helpful. Humanity. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone would be like, "Oh, you're a mall security guard." I'm like, "Yeah, but also, it's pretty great."
0: <laughs> so the guy that uh, was your boss had seen you perform at some point. Then I take it.
1: I don't think he had even no? ever seen me. I I think he had he just thought it was cool <laughs> that I was you know that yeah. I was kind of chasing a dream you know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was the that was the last real job I ever had. So
0: wow, okay, well that's uh, that's good. And, and did the security job did, was it a? I could imagine that being a good time. You'd have time to think about jokes oh, or I your ass uh, or write things or obs- observe people.
1: Oh dude, it was so great. I would just sit in the I would sit in there and uh just write jokes and then if I was stumped, I'd drive around the block for a little bit and then I'd sit back down and I'd, I'd write some more jokes and fucking they loved me. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, it was easy pacing. But yeah, that was the that was the last real job I ever had, and that was fucking
0: two thousand and two or three, yeah. I think. Nice that's great i mean shoot that yeah i i lived on comedy money for a long time and decided i was gonna do better working at the club (laughs) that's where i got to i got to that so it's like you're still in comedy but you're not living you know everything was falling out at a point and i was just like let me
1: get out of here it's a weird life and not everyone wants to stick around for i mean especially once you have family and kids mm -hmm. like everything changes and Luckily, that hasn't been an issue for me. Uh, So, yeah, it's uh, and now it's finally at a point where it's it's a fun job and it's and it's lucrative and all that stuff. But, yeah, man, it's a rough road. That's for sure.
0: It is. If you're going to do it, uh, just know what you're getting into, because people have so much fun with the open mics and they're all going out every night and everyone's their friends. And there's eight of you together and you go out and eat and I go, hey, man, you're going to be in your car driving three hours in the snow, working with two comics who won't even know your name by the end of the week <laughs> you know, before yeah. it's over. <laughs> and it's not fun at that point. I mean, you know,
1: and then you yeah. get home and your check doesn't, yeah.
0: your check bounces. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you get yeah, to it's... have, you have good times and bad times, but I think the more success you have, the more good times you have. So you must be For sure. And it
1: also, you know, it's, uh, I don't forget the bad times. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, it's funny you go, Hey, you know, I've been working these clubs for years, but you know, I'll come back and I'll remember the first time I was there. And like what that, what life was like in that moment. And now I'm like, Oh fuck, this is way better. I'm glad, (laughs) you know, it's, it's good to, it's good to look back and see that you've, you know, increased or, you know, improved your life,
0: you know? Well, I'll tell you this and I don't know. I'm probably, I'm going to be the guy that jinxes it, but, uh, our club has never been more packed. Oh, that's awesome. It's, and I don't know if that's everywhere you go, if you're noticing that. But, uh, you know, our club, the other clubs in Michigan and people starting up their one-nighters, everybody's selling out on Saturday night. You know, the oh, other nights can, can be higher or lower, but they're higher than they used to be. So it's, it's incredible right now. People really are into live comedy.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that was one of the cool things about the pandemic is everyone kind of got it. You know, they were forced to watch a lot of things they may not have watched before, like stand-up comedy or even concerts or stuff like that. Maybe stuff they did as a kid and maybe just kind of lost touch with as adults. And uh, and now it's, yeah, I've definitely seen a lot more people coming out. A lot, of more, lot more fans that you can tell just, you know, being locked up for, you know, a year and a half probably – got them to find you so yeah. it's it's an amazing it's an amazing time to be in comedy that's for sure
0: it should be a big weekend so go ahead and get your tickets for chris i know they go again our saturdays always go quickly but before i let you go i'm like um i i heard this on the podcast too and i i remember this period but i did not get to witness one of these you did last comic standing and you did I a did. tour I, I don't know if it was just the two of you you and josh blue yeah, go out. What yeah, was that did. like? Because we have we had Josh about a month ago. That's always one of the funnest weekends of the year when Josh is there and when you're there. So I can't imagine how much fun you guys uh, had.
1: So Josh and I, you know, they, you know, the last Comic Standing tour they would send. There was no set. You know, some dates it would be like four of us, and some dates it would be like two of us. So, but the ones, uh, you know, Josh and I did one in Seattle. So that was insanity. But yeah. I, we still talk about we. <laughs> We did a gig in Atlantic city and <laughs> I showed up the night before and so did he, and he showed up for, he flew in from Japan okay, his, wow. His, at the time. His wife, his then wife was from there and he was visiting her mm. family and he came back and it just, we were both at both of the hotel. Didn't even know we were both <laughs> there yet. And we both, we opened our doors to like, go get something to eat and we're staying right across the hall from each <laughs> other. And we look at each other, and we're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and that's about the last conscious thought I have of that <laughs> night we went downstairs and just went after it, and ended up like meeting a bunch of the staff, <laughs> and and they're they're because they're all you know our faces are all yeah, over yeah. the place, and uh, they're like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> you know, we're like, "Oh, show's tomorrow," and. <laughs> Uh, we ended up just getting housed and yeah. bringing a bunch of the staff up to our rooms. Oh, and I wow. was just like, <laughs> and you just look at each other and I was like, I was just going to the food court <laughs> you know? and now I'm blackout drunk. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, that was, you know, Josh blue and I at 28, yeah. if we walked into a room. <laughs> uh, you better look out because yeah. we, we never, we were a goddamn hurricane inside of an <laughs> earthquake or something.
0: Yeah. Cause I know both of you a little bit and I was like, boy, that must've been, there was some times there. Dude, you, yeah. You, that was, yeah.
1: New York city was yeah, another one. Okay. I think that's what I told on the podcast yeah. where we went to the strip club. Okay. And Josh disappeared for about an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, and I remember it was our birthday we had a, we had a, he he and I were born on the exact same day, November twenty seventh, nineteen seventy eight. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. wow! And uh, so we are we had our birthday, and uh, we were in the Poconos, and I was just we had a gig, and I was just like, oh, we'll just rent cars and head up to New York City and just drop the cars off there. And I called every rental car company in, in the Poconos, and they're like, yeah, no, you can't take our cars; we need our cars. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so we ended up having to take. We had to take a bus from the Poconos into New York City, and this is at a time where we're all making more money than we've ever seen right. in our entire lives. And Josh, the whole ride is just looking at me—a fucking bus, a fucking bus. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that's that's when that's when the road's fun. You're out there with a, with a friend. You're you're making good money, having good yeah. shows.
1: That's you feel like a Rolling Stones you at that do. point.
0: Yeah, I got I want to let you go. I got a, I got a George Clinton story. You want to hear it now or should I tell you this? Weekend? Oh, absolutely. Oh, all right. I'm going to change. I'm not going to put all the names and the details in there, but I know you're a big fan. And I had the pleasure of introducing George Clinton and P-Funk at a festival.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: I got to hang out with the band and George's daughter for most of the afternoon before their show. And, oh, that's great. And like I had a golf cart at this festival, and I became George Clinton's personal chauffeur. Oh. <laughs> now, I will tell was you ask any awesome? Well, I believe I probably spent I, I you know I spent better part of maybe ninety minutes, two hours just me and George. Wow. I don't think we said I don't think we said more than three words to each other.
1: Well, he was probably a little... How
0: long ago and was that? This was about 10 years ago, and here's the thing, though, and I, I figured out how sort of that band works a little bit, and it was weird. Okay, so first of all, I, somebody famous was supposed to introduce them, and they weren't around, so they got me, so that's one part of the story. Okay. That's why I ended up with this gig, you know, so... Um, so Basically, the band does their thing. And I think you hinted at it at the interview. The band does their thing, and George kind of chimes in when he wants. Yes. You know, in fact, there's one guy, Clip, that I, I hung out with a lot, and he was talking about he's the voice. Yeah. He is George's voice in the live Parliament Funkadelic thing. Okay, so he's the one doing yeah. the singing. If George wants to sing. George can sing, but Clip's there. He's singing, Okay. Um, but because this thing it, it had been raining earlier in the day, it was muddy. George gets in my golf cart, and the entire band comes off the stage. He, he comes off. George comes off first, gets in the golf cart, and every band member shook his hand and said, "Thank you, George. Thank you for the gig, George. Thanks for the thanks for this, George." You know, all seventeen dudes or whatever. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And George just That's said crazy. he just kind of shook his, nodded his head, and went on. So they really. And it's not that George was a dick. I don't want to make it sound like that. He came off as like a super nice guy, but just the reverence that his own band has for him was incredible yeah. to see, you know, close up like that. So that's um crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And you know, the daughter, I forget her name, she's very nice. She was the road manager and um yeah, it was just uh it was it was a trip to hang out with them. It was like this is different. <laughs> but, no, that's uh, crazy. But yeah, great show, and uh, you know I got to see that up close too, which was amazing. So, because I know they're, I think they're doing their last thing this year, right? They're they're done.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. George is into his eighties yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm surprised he's still doing. Yeah, to well, be honest
0: with you. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, I guess you spent a lot of your money smoking crack, and <laughs> you might need a couple extra bucks yeah. here and there, but.
0: Yeah, it was that was a cool uh, night. I thought you'd appreciate that. And there's there's more to the story that I'll tell you this weekend. All right, so <laughs> uh,
1: <that sounds> great, <laughs> I some Joel.
0: details that I left out, but I did uh, I did get to <laughs> brag a little bit about uh, introducing uh, George Clark, and then I also the one thing I did, which was smart too, and you'll understand this. This is where comics would make a mistake. I said to George's daughter, "What is the name of this act?" <laughs> Like, what am I going to say into the microphone? And I know people say, like, I I think she said, I think she told me to say, so I said, George Clinton with Parliament and Funkadelic. I think that was the official name. Yeah, that
1: sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah. that
0: was. But I didn't want to fuck that up. You know, I know that enough from doing comedy where you you say the the wrong name for the headliner and he fires your ass or something. And I wasn't going to fuck that (laughs) up. oh uh, so that's it but well,
1: also the audience knows who they're coming to see so they you're like yeah like, who's this fucking cracker
0: yeah they don't want <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they said that anyway but uh, <laughs> um all right well hey thanks so much for talking to me uh today chris this is great don't and worries, brother thanks come, for having me come to the comedy cast this weekend come see chris come say hi get a record yeah come on don't be a dick yeah do it. All right, Chris, <laughs> All we'll right, you go, you man. Soon, take care, brother. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. There was man. Chris Porter, a lot of brothers. We started calling each other. He's st- I think he started in with the brother. That's what I think. I think he started in with the brother. And then I started calling brother. That's how guys talk. Somebody. Yeah. Thanks brother for talking to me. Oh, it's a pleasure talking to your brother. Oh, brother. I- and then everybody's a brother, but <laughs> Uh, Chris is great. Come out this weekend. Get those records, too. That's another thing. Get those vinyl albums. I love that. The guys sell the albums. So anyway, again, five shows this weekend with Chris. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the two shows each night. Uh, go over to ComedyCastle.com. Pick those up. It's uh he's he's one of those guys that uh, is when we call him a comedy castle favorite, I if you hear that term it's overused and you've certainly heard me say that more than once before, but I am not kidding about uh Chris and and how much fun he is. You're going to have a great time. And of course, uh Hip Prov All-Stars on Tuesday, Dave Neehill on uh Wednesday. Uh, thanks for listening. Hey, you know, I, I love doing this show. Thanks to everybody that comes up to me during the week and says, Oh, I heard your interview with so-and-so. That was really cool. Uh, I really enjoy hearing that and, uh, and keep supporting the club. Come on out. Uh, we got Chris Porter this week. There's a, so many great shows coming up. Uh, we've got a, I mean, just looking at the list, we've got Jeff Leeson on a Sunday. Uh, I mean, we've got a comedy rumble coming up. Uh, Again, we've got two uh, 101 showcases. We've got the Advanced Comedy Showcase in mid April. So it's going to be a great time. Come on out this weekend. I'm going to get out of here. We'll catch you next time on the Comedy Castle Podcast. Hey. Bye bye. Hey.